You got it right here? Did a lot of running yesterday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, K Chapel. Praise the Lord. Don't you repeat it. Praise the Lord. 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 I'm going to assume that y'all love Jesus like I do. Well, it's all right to act like it now. It's all right to act like it. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, stand to your feet as we give praises this morning to the most true God. Here we go. You're all I need. You're all I need. Every breath you breathe. Let your river flow through me. Say it again. Every breath you breathe. You're all I need. Let your river flow through me. You're all, you're 
every breath you breathe. Let your river flow. Y'all, oh, 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 oh
magnify your name this morning. We give you all the glory and all the honor, God. We thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. You didn't have to do it, but you woke us up this morning. And we had a reasonable portion of our health and strength. We even knew our name, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you already have done. And God, we are not so selfish. You know that you didn't just do it for us, but you did it for others all over the world. And God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, as we enter this service, as a congregation, those of us that are here in this building, those who are listening to us online, God, we ask you to just let us open up our hearts and let us receive your blessings right now. Let the words that the pastor preached this morning go inside of us and feed us. But let us not be so selfish that we keep it to ourselves, but that we go out and we tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We magnify you. We are happy to be your children this morning. Bless God. Direct, protect. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's why we came. Even when I don't deserve it. 
Yes, Lord. wonder why we acting a fool. <laughs> but just tell him, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, God. Yes, Lord. church join me for the scripture Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 21 now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through spirit. May God add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord, and starting us on our way. Lord, we just thank you for forgiving us of our sins, Lord, and all of our trespasses. Lord, everything that we've done that was not pleasing in your sight. Lord, we just want to thank you for how you brought us, and Lord, we want to thank you for how you taught us. Lord, we thank you for forgiving us for our sins, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for doing things for us, Lord, that we're not able to do for ourselves. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you would just touch those that are sick this morning, Lord. Lord, we ask that you just touch them with your might. For, Lord, we know there is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. Lord, we just call on you, Lord, because we don't know anywhere else to call on. Lord, we know that you have the power, Lord. Lord, we just pray, Lord, this morning, Lord, that you would touch the messenger, Lord, as he bring the message. Lord, we ask that you would just touch those that need to be touched this morning. Heal those that need to be healed, Lord. And, Lord, bless those that need to be blessed. Lord, we just ask this morning, Lord, that you would, Lord, give us a place in your kingdom, Lord, when we've done all we can do down here, Lord. Give us a place, Lord, where there's a tree, Lord, that's good for the healing of the nation, Lord. Let us be in your kingdom, Lord, where we can sing songs with the angels, Lord, where we can sing, I've been redeemed, washed in the blood of the land. A place in your kingdom, Lord, where we can shout hallelujah, how I made it over. Lord, give us a place in your kingdom, Lord. Lord, we pray these blessings. Now to him who's able to do all that we are able to do, Lord, we pray for him. It's in Jesus' name we pray. It's in Mary's baby name we pray. It's in Moses' bread that we pray, Lord. Lord, it's in our lily of the valley that we pray, Lord. Our bright and morning star that we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
the momentum going. Okay. All right, we'll do this. I got it. All right, let's, let's read from the screen here. All together, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. Let's read that one more time. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. For he shall see him as he is. God's word for God's people. This time, we're going to keep the momentum going. Take my glasses off. Sometimes you can see better without them. God is leading you. We're going to see, oh, I want to see him. Secure your helmet. Yeah. 
Continue to keep it in spirit. Amen. Amen. Didn't they do a wonderful job this morning, our deacons? Let's give them a round of applause. Amen. God bless you. This time now we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can be a blessing and that you can just ask the good Lord for a blessing and he sure will give it to you. So we're gonna ask now that we prepare for our benevolent offering and we're gonna ask that you again, give as you have been so blessed. And just remember one thing, you can't be God given. Amen. Choir's coming, the ushers are coming and we ask you prepare to give.
Our Father, which art in heaven, we come to you on this day thanking you first for it. Lord, we know that it is a day that you have made. So now, dear Lord, let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is a day that you didn't need hammer or nails. You didn't have to fax it in. You didn't have to email it in. Lord, you didn't even tweet it in. You just said, let there be. And it was. For we know that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And Lord, we know that you are able to take these gifts and to multiply them over and over. And Lord, we pray that all the gifts that has been received, we pray that they be used for the building of thy kingdom. These precious prayers, we do pray. And thy dominant son, Jesus the Christ. Now let us all say amen. this morning to add to the family. We ask that you begin to pray for them as they take him in with baptism and we're going to get the meaning of baptism. Morning. Meaning of baptism. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in the heavens and the earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whosoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. Therefore, we are heard with him by baptism unto his death. That like, a, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we are also should walk in the newness of the life. For if we have been planted in the, if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth. We should not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, and he died unto sin once, 
but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed until sin, but alive with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen, amen. In obedience to the great head of the church, upon the profession of your faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In obedience to the great head of the church, and upon the profession of your faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.
in obedience to the great head of the church, upon the profession of your faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. Take me to the water. Oh, take me to. Come on and take me to. Oh God, our Father, how grateful and how thankful we are for these three who have put you on by baptism. We pray, oh God, that you would fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit. We pray, oh God, that your grace and your mercy would surround them. Use, oh God, parents and all who will inter intersect with them, oh God, to lead them in your way and in your will. We thank you, Lord, for the great and awesome things that are to take place in their lives. And right now, we claim every promise we claim everything that you have ordained for them to take place in their lives. We ask it now in Jesus' name, and for his sake we pray. Amen. 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 Isn't that a blessing? The Lord adds to the church as he sees fit, and we're happy to have those this morning with us. This time, we're going to just share with you a few announcements. Again, we ask that you please pray for those, again, who just put them on by baptism. Also, I ask that you please pray for the sick and shut-in. won't call all the names, but whether they're members or not, they're individuals, we ask you to please pray for them. ask that you pray for all of our families, those who lost loved ones. You probably know who those are as well. And just pray one for another. Pray for the person that's beside you, behind you, in front of you. You can't beat God. Giving, and all you got to do is just pray and ask. I want to just say to the male chorus that went with the pastor on last week up to Canton, did such a wonderful job, and it's useless for me to say that the pastor did a wonderful job. I can't even find a, anything that describes how well he did, but we're just so happy to have him, and we was able to just accommodate him up there. Uh, we had musicians and staff people, and we're just so happy. Um, we have so much to be thankful for at K-Chapel. Uh, so the mail course did well, and there will be a lot of other things happening. Uh, I, won't, I won't go any further, but we just ask that you just pray one for another, amen? And if you do that, uh, you will, we will grow. I have an announcement here. It's a visiting day with us, Aggie Duvall and her sister and brother-in-law. Um, Mrs. Hazel Carlos and Dr. Joseph Carlos. Where are you? Stand up. We're going to get you up all in just a moment. We're just going to ask you to stand up now. Let us just thank you for coming and God bless you. And if you're just, if you're traveling, we will be praying that you will have safe traveling grace. And anytime you're in the, in the area of Jackson, please come and see us. I understand that Holy Ghost was the oldest and the only black Catholic high school in Jackson. I'm not sure that was the time that they came through. Am I right? God bless you. Amen. I believe these are our announcements now from this podium. We're going to get some an additional announcement from the media. Media, you on? Good morning, Kay Chapel. Attention all parents and youth, the annual fall retreat will take place on Friday and Saturday, October the 26th through the 27th at the Twin Lakes Camp and Conference Center. All youth ages 12 through 18 are welcome to attend. 
Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall for more information. Applications are currently available for our annual Miss Cade Chapel and Little Miss Cade Chapel, which will be hosted by the Youth Department Pageant Ministry. This year's pageant will be held on Sunday, December the 9th at 3 p.m. The following are Youth Department Pageant candidate requirements. Girls ages 9 through 18, active in the Youth Department, academically responsible, demonstrates Christian character, exhibits a positive behavior, and a willingness to serve. Interested girls and their parents are asked to see Sister Lynn Ballou for more information. Join the Voices of Love for Breast Cancer Sunday on October the 21st during the 8 a.m. worship service. Please invite a breast cancer survivor that's still in the fight. A small reception with light refreshments will be available for survivors immediately following the service in the Buckley family room. Please see Sister Tanja Bridgman or Sister Alistair Morgan for more information. Let's get the flu shot and not the flu. And our health ministry has made it super easy to do that because they've partnered with Walmart Pharmacy to offer flu shots right here at Cade. Stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today between 9.30 and 11.30 and get your flu shots. It's a good thing these announcements don't have smell because if they did, you would definitely be wanting some popcorn right now. But don't worry, you can still have some popcorn. Just see a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout and place your order today. Join us here at Cade on Sunday, October the 28th at 3 p.m. for the installation and ordination of our new deacons. Just a quick reminder that our annual fall revival will take place this week on Tuesday through Thursday. Join us each night at 7.15 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And please be sure to check your bulletins and your bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. God bless you. I know we have even more visitors and we want to let them know that they are welcome and we happy happy to see them. So I'm going to ask right now, if you are not yet a member of this congregation, if you would, please stand. Let us thank you for coming. Invite back all visitors. Please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I want you to remain standing for just a moment. God bless you. Visitors, we want you to know on, want you to know on the part of our pastors, uh, Pastor Reverend Reginald Buckley and Pastor Buckley, and all of the pulpit guests and the entire K Chapel family just so happy that you chose to wish us today. That's if you're right. just visiting, please come anytime you're scheduled out. But if Amen. by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you that you just found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get here at K Chapel Mission Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel. Go ahead. God bless you.
prostrate fall. Bring forth. share with you. The mother of Sister Jackie Larry will be funeralized tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. True Vine MB Church. The name is Sister Dorothy McKinney and Reverend Claude Tucker is the pastor of that particular church. We ask you to pray for all of our bereaved families, sick and shut in, whoever they are, please pray. Amen. You can't do too much. We thank again for all of our many kind, wonderful, wonderful blessings and we're going to just pause now for have a final offering for today. We're going to ask that you prepare to give and just remember you can't be God given. We are where we are today because of his goodness. We're going to ask that you prepare now as we prepare to give, as we have the spoken words from the pulpit, and after that, the choir will come and the usher will provide the opportunities for all of us to give as we have been so blessed again. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. God's word for God's people. Usher's choir.
God. selection for the morning after which we'll be ready for the word. Amen. Choir.
How wonderful to be reminded on this day that we set aside for baptism that Jesus is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And because of him, we can come to our Heavenly Father. We thank God for the ordinance of baptism. But we also thank God for the means and the method of baptism. Now be clear, there is no salvation in the water. You can go in a wet devil. Come out a wet devil. Salvation comes through faith. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We thank God for the great gift of salvation that is now yours based purely on your faith. Jesus is the way. Listen, I, I want to thank God for, first of all, the gospel itself. What I just shared with you is just a bit of the gospel. This week we are going to uh, hear two great gospel preachers beginning on Tuesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week in our revival. And I am encouraging all of you to come here and be ready to hear what thus saith the Lord. Two of God's great instruments will be here with us beginning on Tuesday night, uh, right here from the city of Jackson, uh, Reverend Edgar Lewis from Nazareth Lee uh, will start us off on Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I uh, reached all the way in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, bringing a man who you may not know, but you may know something of the ministry that he now uh, has stewardship of. Uh, if you're familiar with one of God's awesome men of God, who's no longer with us, went on to be, to, be in glory, but uh, Reverend Dr. Mac King Carter uh, from Fort Lauderdale, all over the world, all over the nation, a great preacher. Uh, well, this pastor, Reverend Marcus Davidson, is the current pastor of the New Olive Baptist Church, New Mount Olive Baptist Church, uh, where Reverend Dr. Matt King Carter pastored for a number of years. And he is a dynamic man of God, a dynamic preacher. And I'm inviting each of you not only to come, but to bring somebody with you. I promise you, you will be blessed. Listen, I promise you, you will, y'all don't, y'all don't, I promise you, amen, amen, I promise you, you will be blessed, amen, and I'm not just saying that, I'm saying it I'm, because I like the preachers, I'm saying that because I've already prayed about it, amen, and I know that God has something in store for you on this week, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, come and share with us this week for our annual fall revival, amen. Amen. Anybody been to the fair this, 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 um, anybody been to the fair already? Show of hands. You've been to the fair? 
Come on, show it. You've been to the fair. Amen. God bless you. You ain't in trouble. Amen. You can go to the fair. Hey, that's a good thing. Look. Now some more hands came up. They said, okay, I ain't in trouble. God bless you. God bless you. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go enjoy yourself. That's right. Enjoy that. Now all I want you to do is come and enjoy the fellowship. Amen. The fellowship of the saints here in revival. It, you will have a better time here, I promise you, than you had at the fair. Amen. Amen. I promise you. Now we ain't got no funnel cakes. Amen. We don't have any elephant ears. But we do have something that you can feast on. Amen. Amen. And it, it won't fatten you up. It'll just amen it'll just amen it'll bless your soul god bless you listen listen for those of you uh, who are here this morning by way of invitation we thank god for your presence on this morning a few weeks ago uh, we uh, gave uh, members of our church who were here on that particular sunday all of our members who were here uh, a card uh, that reads you belong here uh, we declared this to be back to church sunday and we instructed those members to very prayerfully and thoughtfully and intentionally share that card with one individual, uh, not only to just uh, come to our church, but perhaps to come back to church, uh, recognizing that sometimes along the way things happen and people uh, lose fellowship and lose uh, the, the, the desire sometimes to even be in the church for good and bad reasons. And so uh, this is an opportunity for you to come back, amen, somebody to the church, believing that, that the church is the right place for you. And so for those of you who are here, because of invitation that has been extended to you, we thank God for your presence, and we thank God that you are worshiping with us this morning. Amen. God bless you. We love you, and so does the Lord. God bless you. From the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse number 19, there you will find these words recorded. Ephesians 2, beginning with verse number 19, now therefore... You're no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the spirit. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of of the Lord. I would that you would help me preach it this morning and simply tell your neighbor, you belong here. Tell your neighbor again, you belong here. Tell your other neighbor, you belong here. Now, if they didn't want to hear that, look them in the face and make them, make them understand. I mean it. You belong here. I mean that. You belong here. Amen. You belong here. You belong here. This morning, this morning, I am preaching, I am preaching on one of the glorious results of the gospel itself. And in doing so, I am attempting to convince you both logically and propositionally, even while I cry out to the Spirit of God that he would compel you spiritually, that you belong here. My goal in this sermon is quite simple. And you will hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and that in so doing, you will treasure God above all else, and that you will be convinced that God has given to you the greatest gift of the church as the vehicle for you to worship him in spirit and truth. It is the vehicle where you are to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ, 
The church is the vehicle where you are to connect with fellow believers to live out the vibrancy of your faith. And finally, the church is the vehicle by which you are to serve God by serving the needs of humanity in and throughout the world. You belong here. So if you're going to be convinced of this great truth, both logically and propositionally, let me hurry up and go on record and put it out there so you won't say I didn't say it and I'm trying to hide anything. Let me go on record and say right now, and everybody hears me loudly and clearly, I'm not trying to bait and switch you or sell you any damaged goods. Here's the first thing I want you to know. The church is not a perfect place. Put it out there. Put it out there. Put it out there. Not hiding anything. The church is not a perfect place. It's not. Church is not a perfect place. And the reason the church is not a perfect place is because it is made up of imperfect people. I, I, I just can't say it any, any differently than that. We're, the church isn't perfect, and it's because people are imperfect. People are imperfect. This, this church and all churches are made up of imperfect people. Imperfect people, some of whom are still immature. Imperfect people, some of whom are still insensitive. Imperfect people, some of whom still have issues that are being worked out. Some of our issues are in recovery. Some of our issues are in remission. Some of our issues, we just deny we have them. Amen. Tell your neighbor you got issues. You got issues. Yes, you do. You got issues. <laughs> the church. The church has its share of issues because it is made up of people who also have their share of issues. And yes. Okay, let's, since we're being transparent, since we're being real, can I go a little deeper? You, you want to be mad at me? Okay, there are some mean people in the church. You weren't expecting that, were you? On your baptism, too, you weren't expecting that. I, I just need to let you know, that you're going to run into some mean people in the church. Amen. There, there are. There are some insensitive people in the church. There, there are some people who speak before they think. In the church. Amen. All of this, all of this is true. But I contend that where the spirit of the Lord is, where the presence of God is, you will find that in the church, there is more right about it than what's wrong about it. In the church, you will experience more grace than you will grief. In the church, you will encounter more good than bad. In the church, you will witness more mercy than messiness. In the church, you will experience more blessedness than bitterness. In the church, there's more right than wrong with it. And you will come to see and appreciate the beauty in and through the tensions of maturing believers. What are you saying? I'm saying, I'm saying, don't give up on us because God ain't finished with us. Yet, we are maturing just as you are maturing. Because believe it or not, you aren't there yet either. I'm fully persuaded that this great treasure called the church, 
And this great treasure that we trust called the gospel is the only means by which God has and is reconciling our issues unto himself. The gospel is the only means through which God has and is reconciling our issues that we have between each other so that together, no matter where you have come from, no matter your background, no matter your issues with the church, no matter your hangups with church people, we still find in God's house our soul's deepest needs and most personal desires being satisfied. So I put it out there. You can't say I didn't tell you. The church is not perfect, but the church is the perfect place for imperfect people working on and working out their issues. Leave that up there for just a second because somebody needs to write that down. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people who are working on and working out their issues. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people who are working on and working out their issues. It is the perfect place for unfinished people who are becoming the finished work that God intends. It is the perfect place for people who understand that all of us are on a journey where our faith is being refined, our character is being reformed, our personalities are being refinished, our hope is being restored, our joy is being renewed, our love is being refilled. And so this morning I want you to be convinced down to the fiber of your soul and the core of your being that the church is not the only, not only the place where you belong, but it is the place where your soul deserves and desires to be you belong here you belong here in the church you belong here with the church you belong here at the church not because it's perfect but because the church has been given as the designated place where God through his Holy Spirit draws his people together to live out the purposes of God in unity. And if you are a born again believer who has for some reason or another found, him or found yourself disconnected from the body, if you are a born again believer who for some reason or another you found yourself outside of the church and doing life on your own and finding your own truths in, or floating in a sea of uncommitment un or perhaps looking at the church for so long that you have now become a critic and a cynic and a skeptic of the church. I want to invite you this morning to take a fresh look at what the church is, why the church exists. And what God is doing exclu exclusively in and through the church only. Exclusively. It is the exclusively designated place of God's habitation. God said, that's my house. And he didn't say that about any other place except the church. Do you, do you get that? that? That God said the church is where I will make my presence known. So the church, the church for most of us, most of us in here have some experience with the church. Whether you were a baby who came to the church in your mother's arms, whether you came to the church as a teenager, whether you came as a young adult, an older adult, 
And wherever you find yourself now, whether you're actively involved in the church or perhaps on the periphery of the church, or if you're just live streaming in and, and somehow that's become your church, all of us have some kind of experience or engagement with church and church life. And from those experiences and engagement, we have formed our own conclusions, positive and negative, about what the church is and what the church does. But allow me, perhaps this morning, to reintroduce you to the church as it was intended to be. See, when Paul uses the word church, he's not talking about it the same way as we do. When he talks about church, he's not talking about K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. When he's talking about church, he's not talking about a particular denomination of churches. When he talks about the church, he's not talking about the Protestant church or the Catholic church. At the end of the chapter, it's much broader than any of that. At the end of the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, listen to what Paul writes about the church. He says in first, chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, And he, God, has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. For Paul then, the church, watch this, the church is the fullness of Jesus who feels everything. Church in this context then, watch this, is the very presence of God among, among us. It is his body into which we are invited to become members and participate in the fullness of his purpose in and throughout the world. The church, hear me well, hear me well, the church is the exclusive place where God through Christ is inviting all to experience the fullness of his presence and his purpose. And that only happens here in the church. That only happens with the church where Jesus Christ is the head and all other things are under his feet. That means that even with all of the other good things and good organizations and good institutions that exist, that there is only one where the fullness of God's purpose and presence is realized. And that is not in your community service organizations, that is not in your human service corporations, that is not in our fraternities or our sororities, it's not in your orders or societies, it's not in your clubs or associations, but it's only exclusively in the church. As good as those things are, God says the fullness of my presence and purpose will be manifested in the church. No one else gets that designation. Just the church. No one else can claim that assignment. Just the church. And that makes the church different and distinct from everything else. Any other body, any other institution, any other organization, God gave the church as the exclusive place where the fullness of his purpose and presence are then manifested. And perhaps the greatest work among believers then, where his presence is full, is the work of unity. You recall when Jesus is praying to the Father in John chapter 17, 
Listen to his prayer. He says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Verse 21 says, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. This unity was the issue that Paul is addressing in the book of Ephesians. Because there is controversy taking place between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. The Gentiles were feeling like the Jewish Christians were setting themselves apart. They were making themselves out to be better than everybody else because Jesus was a Jew. We, he belonged to us. Y'all came later. And, and so we must be a little better. You know how people do. We, we, we must be a little better than you are. And they were setting themselves apart through the practices of Old Testament rituals and customs. And Paul, with his evangelistic zeal and sensitivity to others outside of Jewish culture, desires to tell the Ephesian Christians that they are not second-class citizens. They are not second-class Christians. They are not outsiders. In fact, this is where I watch words for the morning begin in verse number 19, where it says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Paul puts it in plain view where everybody can see it, saying to the Gentile believers, watch it, here it is. You are not outsiders. I don't care how they make you feel. You are not outside. I don't care what they say about you. You are not outsiders. He says, but we are in this together. And you may have come later, but it does not matter because the same blood that washed them is the same blood that washes you. He says, you are not outsiders. You are not foreigners. You are not strangers. But we are fellow citizens in the household of God. Good God Almighty. He's saying your ethnic difference, it does not matter in the household of God. Your tribal difference, it does not make a difference when you come to the same Christ through the same blood who died on the same cross. It does not matter because the same blood that washed him, washed her, washed me, washed you. We are therefore fellow citizens. And the church must be mindful and careful that we do not do those things that single people out and make them feel like outsiders. You're not going to pray with me this morning. Sometimes, 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 you might not say amen, but I know I'm right about it. Sometimes the church can be guilty of making distinctions between people and people groups. But the language fellow citizen means that when I look at you, I'm not supposed to first see what's different about us, but I'm first supposed to see what's the same about us. What makes us fellow believers and citizens. I'm supposed to be aware of what calls us to the same family, what binds us to the same faith, what unites us to the same Christ. And when I keep Christ at the forefront, I can remember as Paul writes in Galatians 3 and 26, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. 
for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female for ye are all one in Christ Jesus tell your neighbor you belong here you belong here when the when the Ephesian believers began to feel like they were unwelcomed by the Jewish believers, the Jewish Christians, when they felt like they were outsiders, when they felt like they were second class believers or like they were on the outside looking in on others living out their faith, Paul's message to them simply was, don't get distracted by them. You belong here. You belong here. You belong here. You belong here. I'm glad you said that because there are some folk who just don't make you feel like you belong here. If you run across the right kind of church people, or maybe I should say the wrong kind of church people, if you run across the wrong one, they have a way of not making you feel very welcome. Do I have a witness here? Every now and then, you, you, you get the right one, and, and, and they'll get a look about them. And just the look itself will make you wonder, did I make the right choice when I joined this church? You, you get with the right one, and, and just the right tone, and how they say, good morning. The only reason they said it is so they couldn't say, you didn't say good morning. It'll make you wonder, do I really belong here? Do I have a witness here? Yes. Yes, maybe you can relate to feeling like that. Perhaps some of you have even left the church because somebody made you feel like that. Or maybe it wasn't what somebody did. Maybe, maybe you were just on the outside looking in and you saw people who looked like they were living out their faith and doing such a better job at it than you were. Looked like people who were walking by faith. People who were talking by faith. People who were living their lives by faith. And, and you saw such a great demonstration of faith. And, and when you looked at yourself, you didn't see that. Because you still fight with your spouse. And you still struggle with your children and you still seem to settle, not settle with the right kind of job and you still doubt yourself and, and you can't seem to resolve or reconcile your inner demons or you still struggle with the sin or the burdens or the weights that burden you down. But can I let you in on a little secret? Most of the people who come to church, scratch that, reverse it. All of the people who come to church don't come because they're already right. Don't, don't fool yourself. These folk are not here because they already got it right. We're here because we too are trying to get. We're trying to work some stuff out. We're trying to work some stuff off. We're trying to get better about our Christian ways. And we're trying to get our tongue a little bit more tamed. We're, we're trying to get rid of this anger. We're, we're trying to get rid of this pride. We're, we're trying to get this lustfulness out of our soul. We're trying. We're not here because we're right. We're here because we want to get right.
And the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he came for people just like us. People who are struggling to get it right. People who see where they are and see where they could and should be. I'm trying to figure out how do I get there? That's why he came. To help you get there. And that's why he gave you the church. To be the place where you live it out. That's why he gave you the church to be the place where you come and, and talk about your, your victories and your failures. Where another brother or sister can come alongside of you and say, I did that same thing and I, I messed up too. But can I tell you how I finally got over mine? Can I tell you how God finally transformed my life? That's why he gave us the church. Church. The church is for people just like us who aren't altogether fixed or finished, but who from time to time feel like we too are on the outside of where we could be in our faith. That's the message of Paul in this text to the Christians at Ephesus, that the church is for them too, and that they should not feel like outsiders in their faith. Tell your neighbor this, we're fellow citizens. Tell them again, we're fellow citizens. Okay, maybe they didn't get it like that, so just tell them like this, um, uh, um, we in this together. Yeah, yeah, we, we in this together. We, notice I didn't put a we're on there, I said we in this together. We, we in this together. Yeah, we, we in this together. This, this, we're in this together. That means that, that, that we struggle together, we grow together, we are being transformed together into the very image of God. We are becoming more like him together. You belong here. Struggle with us. You belong here. Feel the push and pull with us. You belong here. Feel the tension of growing and blowing it. You belong here. So hear me, hear me well. I'm wrapping it up already. This message goes two ways. It goes both ways. It goes to those of us who are already in the church and who have been in the church for some time and perhaps who have never left the church so as that we might be careful not to make others feel like outsiders. This goes to us who've been here. Be cognizant about not creating barriers where people cannot find a place to serve and a place to grow and a place to connect. Be aware that you are not building walls where people feel like that there's an old church and a new church. Okay, let me, let me preach it the way I feel it. It, it shouldn't be an old K-chapel and a new K-chapel. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Listen, and there's that, man, there's that frame of mind sometimes. Every now and then it creeps up. Now, not, not pervasive, but every now and then it creeps up. If you ain't been here long enough. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Every now and then, every now and then. And sometimes it's not even said, it's just in how you act. 
Oh, Lord, you say, Reverend, don't tell all our business. We got guests here. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to be nice, but deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it. it, it, it that's not, if you ain't been here for 20 years, then, then there are certain things you can't serve and you can't have. The, the, listen, no, no, we're fellow citizens. And if you've been here 50 years or five years or five months, we are fellow citizens. Come on and talk to me in this place. Fellow citizens in the body of Christ. That, that means that, that means, watch this, that means that if you have history here, you belong here. And if you don't have history here. If your family got a name here, you belong here. If don't nobody know your name here. You belong here. I don't care what your name is, what your last name is. In the body of Christ, we are fellow citizens. Your heritage and your history does not give you greater authority in Christ's body. Come on, y'all. Talk to me. Now, that's for those of us who have been here. But, but it, I told you, it goes both ways. Now, to, to the newcomers. Or to those who have left the church and looking for entryway back in and, and should I come or whatever the, your struggle is. Here, let me help you with one thing. It may be your struggle, it may not, but I, I think it is for a lot of people because I, I've just had to minister to a lot of people in this area. Hear me and listen to me. Those of you who were trying to give the church another chance, let me help you. Don't become so easily offended. I know you didn't want to hear that. You wanted me to just stay with us. I know. I know you was good as long as I was talking to us. But I told you it goes both ways. You cannot be so easily offended and become so easily deterred just because somebody Well, they, they, they looked at me funny. Folk look at you funny everywhere you go. Folk go to your job and look at you funny. What? It could have been that your tie was crooked. It could have, could have been that someone was on your dress. They were trying to figure out what, what was this. Yeah, quit being so easily offended. Come on, tell your neighbor, get over it. Get over it, get over it. Quit, quit, quit being a snowflake, get over it. Quit, quit melting at the sight of every little thing. Get over it. Get some thicker skin about you. Get over it. Quit letting every little thing run you off. I'm talking about them church folk. It ain't them church folk. Grow up. Get a little thicker skin about you. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Don't be so easily offended and easily deterred from actively serving or participating. You belong here. And listen, don't watch and wait to be invited to do what you know you have the skill set to do. Saying, I'm going to just sit here until somebody recognize me. No, you're wrong. And then get mad when don't nobody recognize. Because we don't know what you can do. 
Didn't even know you had that gift. Didn't even know you had that interest. And you sitting up there swole up. Because didn't nobody ask you. Lead a church because didn't nobody ask you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I told you it cuts both ways. So don't sit back and wait. Seek out opportunities where you can serve. Seek out opportunities where you can minister. You belong here. Take part in mission and ministry. You belong here. Here it is. I'm wrapping it up right here. Here's why you belong here. Paul writes it in the text. He says, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Here, here is why you belong here. Because Christ is the head and the cornerstone of the church. And we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. We believe that he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. We believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary. We believe that he suffered under Pontius Pilate. We believe that he was crucified, died, and buried. We believe that he rose again on the third day from the grave. And we believe that he ascended into heaven and now sits at the right hand of the Father where he will judge the living and the dead. We believe that this Christ is the head of the church, that the church is the bride of Christ, and that he will return again to receive this bride unto himself where it will be a, uh, without spot blemish or wrinkle we believe that Christ is the head of the church that he is the author and the finisher of our faith and we still believe fellowship that Jesus Christ is the way he is the way the truth and the life and no man comes to the father except by going through Jesus I know I know I'm through I know I know that sounds outdated to some I know that that sounds antiquated to some postmodern ears I know that they were living in a time where there's been exposed and espoused to many pathways to God and and a woke theology culture that we live in today but hear me and hear me well we are the church and we do not waver on this point. We do not flounder on this position. So I'll say it again. We believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to the Father except you go. I wish I had some Christian believers in this house. We believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to the Father, but by him, who? Jesus Christ, Mary's baby, Jesus Christ, the carpenter's son, Jesus Christ, he who opened blinded eyes, Jesus Christ, the one who turned water into wine, Jesus Christ, the one who walked on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. We believe that he is still the way, the truth, and the life, still the, so listen, 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 I don't know how long you may have been out of church, I don't know how long you stayed away from the church, but welcome back and let me tell you, we still believe. Some things may have changed here or there, but we still believe that he is the way. No man comes to the Father except he go through the Son. And listen, we say that unashamedly. 
We say that unequivocally. We say that because we believe it to be the word of God. He gave us his word and he gave us his church. And if, if you want to see the father, the only way is to go through the son. How do you see him? He said, listen, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He said this, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, so, so listen, that, that means that all of us in here are on the same level because watch this, all of us in here have sinned. All of us in here have missed the mark. All of us in here know something about failing and failure. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Good news is this, that he gives to us the gift of eternal life. Now listen, there's someone here. You've already given your life to Christ. You've already done that and you believe that and for whatever reason you accepted an invitation to come and be a part of this worship experience. I thank God for your presence. I don't count it a coincidence that you actually accepted that invitation. I don't count it a coincidence that whatever has been said here and been shared here that it spoke and ministered to your heart in some very personal way. I don't know what that way is. But I do believe this, that God has used this message to confirm something in your spirit. And so now, it's up to you. How you respond to that is up to you. What we do here is we give what's called an invitation where you can respond to what has been shared. And it is simply saying, you know what? I heard God speaking to me. I heard God ministering to me through the spoken word and if you've been grappling with the church for whatever reason for its failures for its imperfections for its challenges if you've been grappling with what the church is or is not what the church does or does not I want to invite you this morning to give the church another chance I want to invite you this morning to step out on faith hear the word of the Lord respond now if you're here this morning if you've not given your life to Christ this can be the first step but if you have given your life to Christ and you're ready to come back to the church and watch this I'm gonna do something else perhaps you're not ready to come to this church but you know you need to get back to a church you're not ready to make a commitment here but you've heard me this morning and you know that it's time for you to get back to the church I want you to come. I want you to come. You don't have to make a commitment to us, but I do want you to make a commitment to Christ that at some point, and it won't be long, it will be soon, that you will make a commitment to come back to the church. If you're here this morning, you come now. Let's pray together. Whoever you are, whoever you are, you come now. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. Come now. Hallelujah. God bless you. I will open up my heart 
Hallelujah. That's all he asks. Open up your heart. Lo, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, he says, I will come in and sup with him. Open up your heart. Simply say yes. To everyone I see. Come on, sing that with us. I see. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah. And say yes, Jesus. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the way. He is the way. He is the way. Hallelujah. God bless you. I will open up. I will open. Yeah, Lord. Oh, to everyone, to everyone, to them. Everyone I see. Oh, and say. family. This is the Griffin family. Amen, brother and sister Griffin. When I ask you to stand, Isaac and first name, Catrice Griffin, God bless you. They're coming under Christian experience. That means, amen, that you both accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Is that right? Amen. You both have been baptized. Is that right? Amen. Amen. Now, I understand, based on the clerk, that, that you wanted to be baptized again. Is that right? Yes, sir. Amen. Now, let me ask you this. When you believed, when you when you were first baptized, did you believe in your heart? And did you know who Jesus Christ was? I did, but you now did. I do. But now you do. I do. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, listen. Based on that, we will baptize you again based on him saying I didn't know him then I know him now amen and the reason I ask you that the reason I ask you that is because sometimes people do come and they want to be baptized again and even though they believe because they have strayed away they feel like they have to be rebaptized. and in those instances that's not necessary but you just said no I was not a believer when I was baptized amen amen and so we're gonna we're gonna baptize you based now upon your confession of faith and so let me ask you you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God yes sir you believe that he died on the cross for your sins yes sir and you believe that he rose again from the dead yes sir you are accepting him as your Lord and Savior yes sir amen somebody give God a great big praise amen amen 
God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Based on that, we're going to get you registered with new members orientation and then get you scheduled for baptism. What we want you to do is go, all right, God bless you right here. Go with these fine people. They will get you registered for your new members orientation. God bless you. God bless you. All this family here. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Vera. Amen. Bless you. Amen. All right. I'm coming today to ask the church to continue to pray for me as well as my husband. He's not a healthy man, but he's a man that loves Cage Chapel. Oh, yeah. Amen. And I love Cage Chapel as well. It's been a lot of things that has transpired in my life over the last two years. I don't know if you all probably wasn't here a couple of times I got up and spoke, but I was in two really bad accidents. Mm -hmm. And they happened back to back like six months. One was I got hit from behind and my car got totaled. I have a torn rotated cuff and some other things that was happening with that accident. As soon as I was done with my therapy and the doctors, I got hit head on. And I just thank God that he said, look in your review mirror. I looked back in the review mirror. I was trying to stop the car, hitting the gas for the brakes, because I was heading into an 18-wheeler. But the Lord put that foot on that brake, and he stopped that car. And I know that he did that for me, because it's something else he has for me to do. But I want you all to continue to pray for me, my family, and I'm going to pray for you and yours. Amen. Amen. Let's do that right now. Come on, gather around if you can. Gather around if you will. God bless you. Father, how grateful and how thankful we are for both the privilege and the power of prayer. God, right now we lift up this dear one to us who has come needing and seeking, seeking restoration, seeking healing. Oh God, just seeking your manifested presence in her life and in the life of her family. God, we know that she loves you. You know that she loves you. You know that she loves her family. So God, I pray right now that you be a blessing to her. Place your hedge of protection around her and thank you, God, for doing what you've already done. Lord, for keeping harm and danger befall her, but Lord, for just preserving her in spite of it all. And so, Lord, we lift her up to you and we lift Terry up to you right now, oh God. We pray, oh God, for full healing in Jesus' name. We know you can do all things exceedingly well. And so, God, we claim it now. We believe it now in and by faith, knowing that you can do all things. We ask it in Jesus' name and for the sake we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you again. We remind you, Revival begins this Tuesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. Come and share with us uh, beginning at 7, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 7.15, 7, 7.15. Amen. 7.15 each night. God bless you and God keep you. Won't you stand for the benediction? Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit 
Rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.